between dropping it, I was like, fucking hell, this guy's a psycho. And then like last night he did, um, he made his own evil mask. Yeah. It's the scariest thing. It's the scariest <laughs> thing Bro, it's scary. In my life. It's oh man, there's like blood on it. I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, and then he made this like, this t-shirt and it's like, I was like, fuck me. Is this guy actually obsessed with me? No, <laughs> he's, he's cool as fuck. He's cool as fuck. So I'm, I'm so, so lucky to have found him. And the way that he's like got behind me in the project is like, it's insane. I'm so lucky, but I know, I know I'm lucky. The boys got PhDs when it comes to talking about NFTs and that's nifty. That's nifty. They come to this place to talk about the crypto space And that's nifty, that's nifty, that's nifty Your hosts for tonight's podcast are Tyler, Larry, and Slime Sunday Damn, that's nifty Hey Can you see me, yeah? Yeah, no mask <laughs> You know, I was going to, but it's fucking hot today, man, I'll be swearing <laughs> Well, it's nice to meet you. We're we gonna call you Kid Eight. Yeah, man, let's go for it. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, Perfect. you sound great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. This might end up being like the most clear audio and the most clear picture we've ever had with anyone. So there we go. <laughs> well set up. <laughs> hey, man! Congrats on. on the release yesterday. It went really well on Rareable. For real. Yeah, man. I wasn't expecting it to go that well. So yeah, um, over the moon with it all. Heck yeah. We um, I actually came across your profile um, on Twitter when it was your super rare application that you did. <laughs> one of them, yeah, I've yeah, about yeah. Twenty at this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're one of the best Twitter followers around. I had to come on and talk to you. Um, I, I think your stuff's great. The Evolve series is awesome. Um, kind of wanted to dive into your whole background. Like, how'd you get started in graphic design? No, thank you for that. So if we start in as far as graphic design, I was, the last 14 years I've been freelancing, um, mainly within the music industry. So I've been working on album covers, mixtape stuff for a lot of rappers um, and probably people you've heard of but wouldn't have known I'd done the job for. So I've literally just been doing that for the last 14 years. But as far as evil and the character itself, I'm, it's it started around three years ago, but it's been a progression to get to this point right now. And it just seems like the perfect storm of the advent of NFTs, um, this mad Twitter persona that I've seen to have taken over and just how everything's lined up for me. It's just, it's working right now. So yeah, I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm at right now. You got a big community behind you too. I hopped in the discord yesterday and yes, DJ Nation. That- yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, well, we call it we call it uh, Team Evil Cunt Gang, but I'm not allowed to say cunt anymore. It gets me in trouble. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. But yeah, the um, the community that's rallied behind the project is unbelievable. I could never have expected it, and it's mad that it's all around this like cherub slash gangster baby that everyone calls him. So it's um, if you sort if the character resonates with you, you're all you're sort of all on the same wavelength anyway. So we've all come together, and um, it's mad that this many people are rallying behind me. But I mean, I'm not going to tell them to stop. So, <laughs> so like three years ago, where did the cherub 
evil baby come out of? So three years ago was when my son was born. Um, and if we're going further back than that, my parents died both, both quite early in my life. I was like in my twenties when they both died and I sort of found out my wife was pregnant. We're going to have a kid. And I was, I just had a meltdown. I didn't know what the fuck, how to be a dad, how to provide like a life. Cause it was, it was always just me and my wife. And now all of a sudden there's another body in the world and I've got to take care of it. And all these mad emotions started coming out of me of like um, how to cope and like, how am I going to look after this innocent child? And am I going to be a dad, a good dad and all this? And all these mad emotions just started culminating into this, this character. And I used to do graffiti when I was a kid. And all of a sudden I just started trying to do stencils again and go out bombing and do all these mad things. And I didn't want to do letters. So I started trying to do um, like this, um, I've got some, I've got a screen print here, I'm gonna grab it. So this character here, this is where Evil started. It's like okay. with the super soak. So he was originally called hate um, because I was just full of this mad, like hateful, weird resentment of my parents for dying. And I didn't know if I'd be a good dad. And I know it sounds a bit deep and a bit fucked up, but that's the genesis of the character. He's called evil love backwards because it was just a really dark time for me. But I've been able to sort of exercise all these emotions and feelings I had. And it's just given me focus. And as my son's grown, evil's grown with him. So there's bits that I see in my son that I'll put into evil. And it's just, it's just really cathartic. And it's just a really nice way to exercise all these mad feelings of like mental health issues and everything that everyone has anyway, but seem to be so fucking condensed within me. And now out in the world, and now we've got a community of people that fuck with the character because he wears a ski mask and he's a baby. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. It's mad. There is. I thought I'd probably explain it a bit better, but I know <laughs> that's probably just going to look insane. But yeah, I'm okay. We're, we're going to be all right. Yeah, I noticed uh, on the mask, you know, evil on one side, hate on the other, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's that dichotomy there that really shines through and. Exactly, it, it's such a thin line between love and hate. And it's, right. yeah, it's, there's no malice in the hate. The hate's there sort of as a reminder for me to like try and grow past that emotion. Cause I'm quite a hot headed person anyways. Like before I came into NFTs, I had a cloud around me. I was like an angry person. I hated clients. I hated work. I got to a point where I hated design. I hated art. Like, I just fucking hated everything. And taking control of that and funneling it into something that, I believe in and other people believe in like I'm, I'm happy as a pig in shit at the moment I'm so happy with life and I've got the NFT community really to thank for that or the section of NFT community that fuck with me at least anyway sorry am I allowed to swear I know I'm drunk oh yeah please a lot, yeah. all of it yeah <laughs> so it's a good job I didn't wear the mask I'm sweating man. <laughs> Dora we don't use the video so this is just oh, okay. for us to see each other yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna think I'm mad okay. yeah yeah <laughs> I think it's awesome that uh, we're finally talking to an artist that is having success on a different platform, right? A lot of the people we talk to are on Nifty Gateway. And yeah. It's cool that you're killing Rarible and Hen. Like you have the the largest Tez piece that sold for the most Tez on Hen currently at the moment. And yeah, something like something like yeah, it's just it's amazing <laughs> to see people having success on other platforms. Like, do you even yeah. think it's necessary to be on Super Rare anymore? 
I mean, I've got to thank SuperRef for not onboarding me because if they'd have onboarded <laughs> me in, in December when I first applied, I wouldn't be here now. So I, 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 I'm happy that no one's onboarded me and I've been able to just say fuck you to everyone, which means the world to me. Because like coming from my background, I look at Nifty and Super Rare as like major record labels. So you can have industry plants, you can bang someone on there, they can make money, but it doesn't mean that they're an artist or they've even been in the trenches. Whereas Hen, Rareable and some of the lower ones, it's like putting out a mixtape as a rapper. Like you, you're in the streets. If people fuck with you, you're going to move up. If not, it's dead. So me starting at the bottom and proving myself to the point, well, feel the point I feel I'm at now, um, I, I can only really thank Super Rare. And also the amount of slander them, they could never onboard me. And if they did, I could never drop. So we're sort of at a stalemate now where, yeah, where I want to see them fail and they probably want to see me fail. <laughs> well, it seems like it's working out, man. I, I love to see it. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky, man. It's, I, I say I'm lucky, but it gets to the point where I can't always just say I'm lucky. I suppose there is something within the project that people believe in, and I'm, I'm, I'm extremely blessed and very happy. But I'm at the point now where I am feeling like tremendous guilt because everyone that's bought into the project, I consider a friend. And like the people that are supporting me, I've never had support like that from anyone. So it's, it's a weird feeling of imposter syndrome not feeling good enough as an artist because technically I'm nowhere near as good as any other artist um, in the NFT scene, I'd say. But I feel like potentially it's my character. Um, it's my like evil and my character as a person that's carrying me um, ahead, at least for the meantime, anyway. No, I was just going to say like the context behind it, man, we always talk about it, like, like knowing where, where it's coming from and where everything kind of, uh sources from it, it is so important it doesn't matter where your stuff is and then it comes down to self-promotion in a way and yeah. you almost had like pseudo self-promotion by being rejected by all these places so it's like you're uh the artist has to carry a lot of the weight in terms of making sure they're seen um and i mean i've just tyler introduced me to you just via twitter with that super rare video and i was just like all right, fuck, I'm a D-Gen too. <laughs> I know yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, did you have a playbook or were you just like shooting from the hip? I'm assuming you're just a read and react type of guy when it comes to that stuff. So I, when I found out about NFTs in December, I was like, it was, I hadn't even got a Twitter presence. I didn't have a Twitter account. It was for a friend on Instagram. Yep. And he was, he just said, um, have you heard about NFTs? So I looked into it. And he said, Super Rare is probably the top platform. So I was like, okay, put in an application. They'll onboard me within two days. And then next week, I'll, be, I'll probably make a couple couple hundred ETH. Do you know what I mean? A little bit. And <laughs> yeah, it never, yeah. it, obviously, it never transpired that way. So <laughs> it, was a mass, it, it was a massive ego thing for me because within the music industry, to a certain extent, I know most rap, rappers, most management, I can have a conversation with whoever I need to. But coming to the NFT space, it was like, no one cares about that. You're nothing here. You need to prove yourself all over again, which for me, the first month or so I was like, so I've wasted the last 14 years of my life. I've built myself up to a position where no one cares. I've, it's like playing a game where you've got a million XP that doesn't translate into something else. And you got, it was, it was just really like humbling and it was important for my ego to just die. So when I realized that, that's when things started to click as far as, trajectory but everybody all I wanted to do was just make some pieces this was pre-evil I wanted to just 
post my art, get collectors to collect it and live happily ever after, which is what it seemed everyone else was doing at the time. But then when March sort of came around and I, I realised in March this bubble was never going to be sustainable and having conversations with artists at the time that were making a lot of sales and ETH, it's like they didn't realise that this wasn't going to last forever. Like, yeah. you, you've just made 100,000 from a piece, whereas I know for a fact you, weren't, you couldn't sell your prints prior to this. Like, if you had a print shop, you weren't selling prints. So this moment, this is never going to last forever. So when I realised that the bubble was, it, it was going to burst eventually, that's when I realised that I had to, I really had to set myself aside. And luckily, the, the evil character was in a, a position where I felt comfortable rolling him out. And that's when things started to click for me. Um, yeah, I hope I've answered the question. I rambled no, a bit. No, feel no. Free to, feel that's, free to cut that. That's, that's perfect. It, because it's like everyone has their own like path through here right and it's mm -hmm. like from us to just collecting just like being low-level collectors and like following along and, and and picking up art and, and finding stories um it's like hearing you go through it during like while everything was going up and now on the back end while everything's kind of settling seeing someone kind of find their niche especially outside of these major like label platforms as you would put it, it it's just yeah. super cool to see and um like around every corner with you it's like i just imagining you having a fucking blast <laughs> like naming <laughs> and coming up with these characters because i'm flipping through and i'm just dying at the uh, evil knievel would kill me uh, like, i gotta say that was, <laughs> that was one from the discord I, I will have to say that's one from the discord but like a lot of, a lot of the titles are it's really cathartic for me because they are named after moments that have been like special to me so this round there was um uh Evil Leo, like from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, I was a huge Turtles fan, so it was nice to be able to do that. I've got the Charlie Brown one. But also, like, from Series 1, I've got Astronaut Status, which is, um, he's got the purple ski mask and he's got the Astro helmet. And, like, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek because you could say it was. it's a bit of a diss towards the Astro scene within NFTs. But I did the future mixtape a couple of years ago called Astronaut Status. So it was nice for me to be able to tie that in and then there's some other ones that um, that have been previous mixtape covers. So Blue Dreams, I did Juicy J's Blue Dreams and uh, Lean a couple of years yep. ago. So it's nice to just do like tie things back to people that have known me from ten years ago doing artwork for covers to now. So yeah, it's, it's I'm having yeah I'm having a lot of fun, man. But to be fair, I'm taking the piss. I'm getting away with it. So yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. How'd you settle on that structure? Because like I'm, when I see someone release. 50 pieces that are on auction for 24 hours and they start at what 0 0.1, 0 0.1 ETH. And, and yeah. they just let them run and they all end at the same time. Is that something that was just like, you had to brainstorm some, some other ideas or was that like a no brainer? Cause I fucking love it. I, I, I'm flipping through and watching all of them. I love a good auction and keeping track of those was fucking fun. Yeah. So it's, it's just like perfect storm timing. So the ideas of the collectibles only came around because I wanted to bring awareness to the characters because I was like posting dailies of him just doing whatever. So now I've got one of him, um, I call it Evil's Genesis NFT, and it's him yeah. making a bootleg version of um, Warhol with Paris Hilton. And he's like doing that. And he's like, it's tongue in cheek because it's a piss take because she entered the scene and everyone like wooed over her. And there's this little cherub like taking a piss on a Gen 1 Mac. It's just little things like that. And then I had another one of him doing burnouts. 
and people were loving the art, but it was never going to work on Ethereum because big collectors aren't going to get behind this character. At the end of the day, the whales that are spending a load of ETH aren't going to get behind it. And if they if they are buying it, they're not as invested as fans of the, the, like, of the actual character and as me. So I wanted to be able to give everyone a chance to own an evil and grow with me and the project. So I was like, it was the week that apes and me bits came out and i've been trying to sell stuff on eve like my eve record pre-evil it's i've had an okay time of it but i've not been a high seller by any like means so i was like people are buying these apes people are i'm not taking a piss burning money on these me bits man i'm like if collectibles are the thing i'm i can burn out 50 like collectibles let's go let's go so that week i did the first evils drop in four days and at the end of that week, I think Rareable um, introduced the 24-hour auctions. And I was like, right, let's bang, let's start a contract, let's bang on this. Point one, if they don't hit reserves, then I'll take whatever the highest is after that. I wasn't expecting um, fireworks. I just wanted to sort of break even and get my nut back from gas, which at the time, the first series of Devils cost nine grand to mint and then nine grand to settle the auction. So it was a massive gamble, but I had belief in the, in the um, project. But yeah, it was sort of like, people like this character. People are gonna be more interested in the character if they can own it. They need to, they need to be invested, they need to own a part of it. So the collection, the collectibles was that. And from that, that's where the community grew. Cause there wasn't even a discord pre the first drop. It came literally the day of, so. The trajectory from there to now is just giving me belief that I am doing something right. But as far as pricing structure, it's it was point one because that's the cheapest auction I think you could do on Rareable. And I didn't want to do it on OpenSea because there was all the beef about the contracts like ERC 115 or 72 or whatever. So I went with the Rareable one because it's um, people say it's a sounder contract. So yeah, like I say, it's just me knowing nothing locking my way to a point and making it look like it's all um, premeditated. So you basically just took the Yeti format and, and, and put that to Devol. So I'll, uh, yeah, I mean, it was done before <laughs> Yetis. It was more, I suppose it wasn't. I saw like your Yeti, eights. bro. I, I saw how much you loved your Yeti. I, I fucking died when you put out that tweet. It's like you come down on Christmas morning and <laughs> this is what you you know, the best part is I was at the pub when that when I got airdropped to me, so I was already pissed. So I deleted about twenty tweets that you'll never see that would have gone. <laughs> oh, we saw luckily. them. I was I was dying at every one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Someone said, "What was it?" They said it made me cry. Um, toxic positivity. Oh man, yeah, that was just so funny. We're like, ooh, yeah. yay! I'm a Eddie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 ha, ha, yeah, ha, ha. yeah. Like, with, I can't remember what I said. He'd like do your accounts and tell you about. I can't remember. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got him. If anyone wants him, I'll airdrop him now. Right? <laughs> I remember I was going to say, though, it's like um, what you've tapped into as well as the avatar game. So like mm. these collectibles lend themselves to becoming people's avatars and yeah. you know, they can embody the evil mindset. And like one of the people that I've seen um, backing you up a lot is Denzel. Yeah, did, Denzel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you uh, meet him on Twitter or through the, the Discord? Or like how? why is he so pumped up oh, about man, it's fucking nuts so <laughs> after my i think it was my second or third hen drop uh, i went on twitter one day and there was this account and like my mentions were just flooded with this account and they were like there was all these wife jokes about like oh my wife's found out i've just brought a kid eight or whatever I hope she doesn't leave me it started really mild and i was like who is this guy man 
and he bought like some on pieces and I, I let it rock and I played with it like played back or whatever and then within a couple of days it was like back and forth back and forth but he's such a cool guy and like from my experience with ETH collectors they were so uptight not, not for any fault of their own like if you've got people shilling you constantly it's hard to build like relationships but I found with the Henlock they are so much more invested in the artist and the characters behind them so yeah so he, he just started tweeting me he changed this it's like he created this persona around collecting my art and it's just fucking mad so it's just gone from there and he's the one that brought the um the 4000 tez creation of evil piece like yeah i i was, was sitting, it, I, I, that's one of those times i'll never forget for some reason i was sitting i was like too early to work so i was just like sitting in the parking lot and it was like i don't know 7 15 in the morning our time and uh you're like fuck it i'm dropping it here's the reserve dunzel am i buying this yep <laughs> yeah, immediately it was like between dropping it i was like fucking oh this guy's a psycho and then like last night he did um he made his own evil mask yeah it's the scariest thing it's the scariest <laughs> it is, bro it's scary it's oh legit, man there's like, like blood on it i was like dude are you okay like and then he made this like this t-shirt and it's like i was like fuck me is this guy actually obsessed with me <laughs> like, he's, he's cool as fuck he's cool as fuck so I'm, I'm so so lucky to have found him and the way that he's like got behind me in the project is like it's insane. I'm so lucky, but I know, I know I'm lucky. I, I'm, I, it's at the point where people think we're the same person. I know. I like that storyline yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. People credit me with far too much intelligence. Like if I could pull off all these things, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be here. I'd be rich. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Did I just see you had a, uh, a Decentraland event last night? Did you pull that off? Yeah. 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 Flash Rex set it up um, at the zoo. Yeah. It's like my second time ever in um, Decentraland. I, I'm so foreign to that because I don't play games like at all. I haven't got any consoles. So I, that's that world is sort of so foreign to me. But I, I understand if this project's going to be successful, I need to embrace it because people are wanting the, the wearables. They're wanting the avatars. And I've, coll I've created a collectible se series. So for me to deprive them of that, just because I'm in the in the dark, it's, it's tight. Like it makes me look a prick. So that is we're looking into sandbox um, crypto voxels and um the central land and they're all gonna have some form of uh, evil collectible for current holders so that's that's nice. on the, the timeline that's happening but i've also got a deal with um well i'm working on something with realm.art and it's like this new platform but they're building me my own sort of stage slash world where you'll be able to go and walk around it similar to Decentraland, but it's all going to be evil stuff and we you can sort of like walk around collect stuff earn nfts blah 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 so it's really i'm re really excited about that because i know the metaverse is going to play a huge future in nfts and if they can bridge a gap between that collectibles and art it's uh, i think it's exciting so yeah that's awesome Do you have like a team around you that helps with like the smart contracts and stuff like that because i'm hen couldn't have been easy to like set up right well hen yeah uh well hen, so I, I put this is the thing i'm just one of these guys that's lucky so i put on twitter one day like what's hen like can someone, <laughs> talk, me, can someone talk me through it and then within a minute like someone would dm me and they'd like um go to kukai set up a wallet blah 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 sent me a tez to get started i minted one sent it to them and then my first one sold out within 30 minutes so from there when I realized how easy it was and how artist-centric artist it was, I've been onboarding everyone that I can find because there are so many talented artists on Ethereum that either 
there are isn't speaking to the collectors or I don't know, man. It's anyway. There's there's talented artists that are going unseen on Ethereum that are killing it on hand just because of the price points and I think the community as well. So as far as that, but I, I haven't got a team. It's me. I wake up in the morning and I'll be like, "What are we doing today? Um, let's do this." And then something will happen and we'll do that. And then I'm so lucky to have people that just connect with me that want to help and facilitate the next step. So yeah, it's just me. But wow. I'm like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm lucky with the people that sort of gravitate towards the character, which is amazing. And I love the fact that it's the character and not me that they're gravitating to because, I mean, I make a terrible first impression. So I probably wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am with the one for the little, uh, the little guy. So with the, the Twitter game that you have, I mean, one of the best follows of this year for me, of course, but um <laughs> I think that people take it too seriously sometimes. Like obviously what you're, you're tweeting is, you know, in a joking manner, you're trying to get clicks. Like does no, that the ever. The thing is I'm not trying to get clicks. I couldn't really care about clicks. My thing is like I go on Twitter and just say what I'm thinking at the time, because I don't have any friends in real life. And my wife's not bothered <laughs> about what I do. So I'll, I'll throw this out. And then if people are fucking with it, then yeah. But I will say, and I hope I don't get canceled. NFT Twitter on a whole is very, very liberal. Like, no, I'm a liberal, but it's like weaponized liberalism. Like, if you don't agree with our opinion, you're done, man. And I, that is just so bizarre to me because as an English person, I think you grow up with something that's called gallows humor. Like, you'll, you find funny things in darkness. And that's me. Like, I find dark situations funny. Like, at both my parents' funerals, I was cracking jokes. I mean, it didn't go down well, but that's how I deal with stuff. And it's like, when you don't know me and it's just the avatar and people like think I'm doing okay, I've become a bit of a target for people over canceling me. And I do actually, while I've got this in my brain, let me thank Fuck Render for not pushing the button because I was done. <laughs> he, he had the power. He had me there, man. I was fucking, oh man, I owe him. I owe him big time because that was it. Like the, the other one, my other debacle, that was light work. But like Fred, really, he could have he finished me. Big time. So, I, yeah, I, I, I owe him. I owe him. But genuinely, if he wants to collaborate, Fred, man, I'm here. Let's, let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a, I, I like the gallows humor as well. And, like, I think it resonates with me. I never saw any of Same. your tweets as, like, anything inflammatory. Like, it, it no, seemed all in good fun. And, like, I don't know. People need to, like, lighten up a little bit. In exactly. Exactly. But if you tell someone to lighten up, it's, yeah. Right. It, it isn't yeah. lightening up. Yeah, it's one of them. But, yeah. It's part of it. I didn't think I would become a Twitter. I don't think I am a Twitter like anything, but um, I do enjoy the engagement because I am I'm full time on Evil now. Like I stopped freelancing in February to focus on this project, so I'm in this studio all day just working, and in between playing with this little baby, pause. I um, <laughs> I'm just shit posting on Twitter, but I don't think it's shit posting. This is the thing, like just. Yeah, man. You, you can see I'm just talking to myself. So I'm basically, there's this constant dialogue in my head. And then if I make myself laugh, I'll type it down and see how, how we get on. <laughs> it seems to be working for me, man. I keep it up. <laughs> I was going to ask. No, it, it, so that's the move. It's, it's full on move away from commercial work at this point and, and, and kind of focus on the project. And Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd rather kill myself than go back to commercial work. <laughs> right now. Like, I've got enough to leave my wife and son to be happy for a while. So yeah, I can't go back. Like client work, 
really, it really killed me. It's that, that really, around that three years ago when I was telling about that I started Evil, it kind work really was a big, big, um, like, I can't even think of the word. It was just okay, like a necessary evil. It was like a means to. Uh, yeah, but it, it was like I was waking up every day to start on a client job, get a client job off, send it off to wake up in the morning. It's rejected. We've got notes. Yeah. We need to. It was like it was a never ending cycle. And it's like I have all these ideas. I'm a creative person. I know you come to me for a reason. Yeah, everything I'm sending you, like every other day, it's getting knocked back. And like there's only so long you can take that as a human being. And the moment I was like, I've, I can see a future in NFTs. I can see what the potential in this and the potential in myself. The day that clicked and I just stopped doing clients, I haven't checked my emails in months. So I've probably got so many people angry at me, but no. I've never felt so at peace and so powerful. And I would just be, I, I would rather never make another penny from commercial uh, sales than go back to that. I'd rather go, get the McDevils uh, yeah. <laughs> uniform and start there. Like, it's Flip never, some burgers. Yeah, exactly. I would much <laughs> rather do that. I'd much rather do that. So never going back to client work and hopefully never will have to. Yeah, I feel like that's got to resonate with so many artists. And we talk to, to dudes that like will echo that same thing. And it's um, that's probably the common thread across the board is being able to, you know, take your creative abilities and apply them to where, how they're supposed to be applied. Right. Yeah. Rather than just kind of throwing something out there, hope they like this. And then if not, what am I going to do? Because I don't like this. Um, yeah, exactly. Or this, just the, the whole client thing is like, put you either put your all into something and expose your weaknesses and art. It's like you literally give it your all, knowing that it's going to potentially be knocked back or you just put out mediocre shit after mediocre shit and not care what the, what the, the notes are. Yeah. And I've found myself the last, it must have been the last five, six years, I was just mediocrity, mediocrity, just to get through the day because it was so soul-destroying. And it wasn't really until I started picking up 3D like three and a half years ago that I started having fun creating again. So it's like this whole run-up to where we are right now has just been the perfect storm of circumstances that have led me here. And I just, I, I could never go back. I can't ever, ever, ever go back. And I... It's like looking through the looking glass. I've seen through the looking glass. There's no going back from here. Um, and hopefully I can turn this Twitter persona into an influencer and I can just live off that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the play. Dude, I was going to say, yeah, I, right. I, I totally appreciate the... Uh, dude, you, you, you're just a candid personality when it comes to Twitter. And Twitter's a weird place. It's weird for me. It's, it's relatively new for me and, and us just from like, you know, it's like just people like spurting ideas pushing stuff shilling things but like you can tell when someone's genuine and when they're actually just putting out what their actual opinion is you get that sense from you and i always appreciate just a genuine like uh not response but like a takes uh, on life yeah yeah like input on, on situations and um as blunt and direct in like off-putting and uh poorly <laughs> timed some of them might be i'm fucking here for it, so. I think oh I man, think thank you so much. I, it needs to be checked with someone like yourself. So, um, no, nah, thank you so much. This is music to me. So, I've got the green light to carry on. That's all I needed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I think Dunzel gave you the green light. Uh, and, and on that collector, that collector thing, too, it's like who, like, 
you don't have this direct connection. Like if you're working with a client, you're just like, you, like you said, you're throwing them something mediocre, something that might, they might like maybe that you don't care for. But you know, when you're talking to a collector, it's just like they're buying your stuff because they like it. And there's a connection there. And, mm. and that's, I think uh, like a, another comment that I do this whole thing. And it's good. For people. I'm going to give you a hot take. I'm going to do it. Sorry guys. I've got to do it. I think there is a disconnection among some collectors and artists on the platform because I'm going to put my neck out here. Like I'm going to have to do it just because the community and the artists mean so much to me, but there is, it's, it's really toxic. It's really toxic. Like I don't think anybody's artwork is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. So like when you see people making that much per piece, it's so soul destroying. If you can't even list something for half an ETH and it's sitting there for months and you know that you're technically as good as some of these people. I'm not saying this, I'm like, this is conversations I've had with yep. other artists. And then you have these whale collectors and I'm not going to name names, but they're buying shit. They're buying, they're buying shit, man. And it's like, it's regurgitated ideas. A lot of it's like tutorials. A lot of it is like fucking sugar daddy in. You can delete this if I'm going to get cancelled. Yeah, but yeah. it's, the, the space needs realigning and it's it's not a level playing field and a lot of people are really frustrated because they can't break through and what do you do to break through you shit post on twitter that's what happened to me like it's like it, that's when the, the i separated from the pack is when you start becoming a personality and it's like if you're not a personality but you're an amazing artist you're getting penalized and i don't think it's fair and i think that uh, collectors need to do a lot more due diligence on what they're buying and just respect the space a bit more. So let, let's say you're a whale and you've got hundreds of thousands of ETH and you can throw it here, there and everywhere. That's amazing. You're changing people's lives, but just have some thought for the people whose lives you're not changing because it's so fucked up seeing stuff on foundation that gets in the last, I mean, I haven't been on foundation for months because it was making me sick, but on the last uh, couple of hours on some of these things, going to hundreds of ETH, for unknown artists that don't deserve them, uh, these sales, it's soul destroying for some boys and girls. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of sour tastes in a lot of people's mouths. And I think that there is no one that's willing to have the conversation between lower artists, higher artists, collectors, whales. There's like, there's no, there's, there's no like common thread that everyone can sort of connect on. And I'm not saying there has to be, but for me, I've got like an overdeveloped sense of fairness and it's, I just don't think a lot of things that happen in a fair uh, for anyone really, like even collectors, like why are they spending this much money on art? That's never going to make that much back. Where, where is the disconnect between um, education on art and future projects and artists? Like I think something needs to be done and everyone's too scared to say everything. Like, and that's, that's why you have group chats of artists that are like slagging off the elite artists. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names, but it's really toxic behind the scenes and it doesn't need to be. There's enough here for us all to be able to grow together and expand the space, but it's not gonna happen in its current form, in my opinion. So you think whales like in a way throwing a hundred ETH behind an artist kind of elevates that artist in a way it makes other collectors want them because it kind of like ups their their reputation at that point. So they're kind of tastemakers in a way. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. They hold they hold all the cards. Um, and it's I just feel like sometimes they're not looking into who they're promoting. Like they have the power to change people's lives, but it there's always someone I feel that might be more deserving or put in more time or will take that hundred ETH and make it more for them and the actual collector. Like this, I've had conversations with people that have made probably over hundred ETH who haven't given any thought to the next six months. They were just going to keep, I was going to mint this piece next week, for X amount and just do that. Like, but you're not adding any value to this project yourself or the, like no one's, no one's owed anything. Like at the end of the day, people are here to make money. So if you're not doing anything to help your collectors, why would anyone else keep collecting you? And then when you see people that are in these positions making the money, the people lower down think that's that's the the blueprint. You just min, make money, but it's, it's not sustainable. And I think that's led to the bubble and the bear market we're in at the moment. So yeah, I mean, it's not a bear market for me. Bro, I think of it was the uh, was Series One when ETH was crashing. Yeah. Yep. It, it was, literally went the day after. Like we were at four thirty. Yep. I remember that. The day after, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I should have just, I should have just took it all out, man. I haven't <laughs> took a single profit all year. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I would drop on a day when when gas prices are fucking a million dollars, bro. Yeah, it was Shiba. It was fucking Shiba. Yeah, man. It was. What's the floor now? If you if someone's trying to get into the evil project, I don't know. So OpenSea hasn't updated um, from the last drop. It was at 0.7 um, as the average price but there wasn't anything selling for under 1.5 before last drop. And I think last night, last night was nuts, to be honest. I've peaked. I'm a bit upset because I was hoping <laughs> there would, I, no, I was hoping there'd be more secondary sales from series two, but what happened last night, I can't see there being much value for secondary sales in the short term. I mean, I don't know, you know, there might be some mad bastard that just wants to come and buy the lot, but as far as people that I want to be invested in the project and I want them to earn, I want them to get their money back. I think, I think we may have overextended slightly last night, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like a full seer, but. Well, from what I saw, so I was looking through the bids, right. And not everyone that wanted one got one. So I think that's, that's a good look. And you know, your discord's full of people and not all of them God, There's only a hundred. Right. So it's like, yeah, I think it's a really interesting like model because I've already got people asking for series three and I've always said it will be hard capped at 100. So I'll have to put it to current holders to have a vote on if we do season three. But I see I look at Devil's sort of like like a hype drop. So if you think of apes as like um, a nice trainer that's got a run of 10,000, it's only ever going to be as valuable so they, they can't introduce something now and the other ones become more valuable, if you know what I mean. What's newer will be more valuable, in my opinion. Whereas because Devils is bespoken, it's like 50 drops, you can have an OG from Series 1, which would equate to like a Jordan 1, like retro. Yeah. And then you could have from Series 3, we could have like the next Yeezy drop. Do you know what I mean? It could be, it doesn't mean that Series 1 is going to be worth less because it's older. And I right. think that's something in collectibles that isn't, isn't really looked at like new is better, new is shinier, new is always going to be worth more in terms of, in terms of collectibles, I suppose. But I mean, you look at OG um, crypto artists like X copy and they're worth more, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a bit more thought next time before I answer that question. Sorry. 
I, I honestly think that, um, you know, we're, we're talking short term right now that the new shiny mm-hmm. stuff is getting everyone's attention. I think a couple of years from now, people will look back at what came out in 2020, 2021 is like OG NFT mm-hmm. wave items to have. Yeah. And I think that yeah. will that will up the value of anything that drops like in this era, I would hope. But we'll see. You know, we got a long way to go. Yeah, I don't think Misfits University is going to do well, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't no. think Yetis are, are going to take off either, but. No, nah, man, Yetis are hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yetis are hard. It is crazy how you're seeing all this stuff just like, just thrown out. And it's like, what? Some people, some of them are like, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? Like, what the fuck is that? What is. Pickles? The pickles from pickles to the fucking university <laughs> kids with like tape on their, over their mouths and crying yeah. that they just look like. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. But there's like, so many now. They're, they're now the new shit coin, aren't they? So. The, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. Yeah, they really are. But I think the only one that I think will do well is the, uh, is it the Degens? It's, um, is it Mundo and OSF, their one? Like, I think that one will mm-hmm. do well because artistically it looks good. I hate to admit it, it looks good. They know what they're doing. They've got people involved. Like, my biggest problem is I don't know where to start looking for people. So if I if I knew I could have done a generative 2000 drop and like break the internet, I, I would have. But I didn't. I thought I'd have to sit here and like manually do 2000 and then mint 2000 when, <laughs> when gas was at like 200 grade. I was like, fuck that. We'll, we'll see if we can get away with 50. But yeah, it's um, the next couple of months. I think we're just going to see more and more generative. Uh, projects and i think a lot more artist driven similar to mine and if you look at back as um so so great i think there's gonna be a lot more of that because there's just more value in a community driven project than selling one of ones on super rare or open editions on nifty i think yeah so so do you see the value in like leveraging the community like you said with like planning only two series like i'm assuming there's stuff that you'll take you know, feedback on and, and bounce stuff off of them, but um, is a plan to kind of hear their voice and kind of get Yeah, definitely. There? It has to be. So I call all my collectors uh, shareholders because at the end of the day, they Love are yep. they are in the project. So like, yes, I might be heading up the project and I have ultimate say, but I'm not going to do anything to piss off people that even believed in me. And if, if the community on a whole want a series three, let's do a series three. If they want to hard cap it too, let's hard cap it too there's there's plenty of other ways to grow the project but i think without community it's nothing and when you join uh, nft twitter well back in february when it was like toxic positivity and it was all love mm-hmm. that word was so it was so cloying because it was like how the fuck do you join this community i'm here but <laughs> how, what is this, what's this community how do i get in like the so other artists yeah it was so gated man and all the other artists that i knew like they won't let me in. Like, they're not going to fucking let me in. So that's just put, like, a candle up my ass to just... Um, maybe I should rephrase it. <laughs> uh, that's just, like, give me what I needed to just keep pushing. But I think there are there's blueprints being made at the moment, and the smart ones will find a way out. But it has to be a community. And you, you have to grow your community. And I know it sounds mad, but if you've got a project that people believe in, they'll come to you. What's the expression? Build it and they will come. It's literally that. Yeah, it's funny. I just I just picture a little little diva like walking outside like a little gated like house. Like, why can't I get in? <laughs> Throwing yeah. like chucking eggs up. <laughs> Molotov cocktails at the house. Yeah, just like that's what I lo- so that's what I love about him. Everybody, I call with him the, the tweets and, like scrolling. Everybody sees, 
everybody sees something different in him. So it's yeah. Every, everyone has their own ideas of what he can do. And I don't know if it's because he's a baby or he's not, I call him a cherub. Everyone calls him a baby. He's a cherub. He's over 2000 years old, but <laughs> it's people see what they want in him. And that's so, I think that's so interesting. And it gives you, it gives you carte blanche to like go over because I say he's 2000 years old. He genuinely is in the storyline. He's 2000 years old. So we can go anywhere in history and we can also go anywhere in the universe because it's, it's, it's just a powerful character. It's the perfect storm of everything in this one character that people can rally behind. And I'm lucky I've made him because hopefully he's going to be my cash cow for the next couple of years. <laughs> Do you see the character getting um, a friend or a sidekick or anything like that? So many people said this, like me and my wife thought about this, but I don't want it to be too cliche. Um, and now uh, apes have took dogs, so I can't even like count onto that. So it'd be brides, maybe to what brides of d-ball <laughs> brides oh my god no so everyone's saying i need to do a female um variant if i do do a series three which there was meant to be a female variant this this time but it just i didn't want to rush it and it with everything that's been going on i didn't want it to seem um like i was pandering to the community but there's so much room for the character i, ha I have got his story i written out and i do want to start rolling it out now that there is enough eyes on it. It's not just um, an Avatar collectible series. That was a way of getting um, awareness out that people would be invested in, what is this guy? Because it's, it's mad to, not many people have even asked me, who, who is he? Where did he come from? Why, what, why is he wearing a ski mask? Like, why has he got like Cuban links and everything? Nobody's asked me this. And it, the reason I haven't rolled it out yet is like, if no one's interested yet, Let's wait till the interest is there. I don't want to hit bombard everyone with everything until the time's right. So yeah, I could easily milk this for another two years happily. Oh, we all know <laughs> that the uh, the Gucci Ghost character is a female under there, right? We all know. You know, I'm fooled by that. I think if you look closely, you can still see it's him. But I mean, <laughs> I'm not against like just telling people something that's completely untrue. So yeah, I, I could do that. Let's do it. <laughs> Now I'm picturing now I'm picturing him just like showing up in the fuck render verse like where's my collab? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> He's the thing is, be I'd, have learn, I'd have to learn Unreal. I think he uses Unreal. I'd have to learn Unreal to do that because yeah, this is I, I'm so bad at asking other people for help. Like I, I feel like I have to have creative control over everything, which is the reason everything's taking so slow. But I do need to start reaching out and creating a team to help me do these things properly. Because I'm just holding the project up at this point. But yeah, man. Fred, come on, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So as a Brit, I got a question for you. Uh, if you had to choose one, are you going Blur or Oasis? I, I'll be Oasis, personally. Are you from the north? I'm from London originally, but I moved like 180 miles north. It's like in the Midlands. It's Staffordshire. It's... Um, in a near a city called Stoke on Trent, where they used to do all the clay works and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really quite, it's quite a deprived area as far as like jobs. They closed the the mills and stuff like in the nineties, and it's been um, it's been hit by poverty. And there's a lot of like homelessness. And I don't know if you've heard of the drug monkey dust. It's like the epicenter of monkey dust. I think you call it bath salts over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's got. Wow, a big I've never heard that. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's um, it's got a big problem like that. If you like, I'm literally ten miles down the road from that. I, I'm luckily I I 
I live out in the sticks really, but yeah, it's um it's it's not glamorous here by any means, but it's 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 home. So yeah. But yeah, Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched something the other day about uh I don't know, some Brit pop dichotomy within England yeah. in the nineties. So yeah, they make it out. sound they make it sound like it was bigger than it was. Like it, yeah, it's either you liked one or the other. Yeah, it's like the it. Civil War. I mean it's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. So are you doing any collecting on any of the platforms yet? Yeah, I collect on Hen because it's just so much more fun. And I, I, I've collected some bits on ETH, like Ethereum, but up until the last month, I've been I've been ETH poor. And um, also, like, I think it's I think it's important for artists to sort of make collection make um, connections with collectors and actual like people that are going to finance you rather than friends collecting each other like if you get to a certain extent and you've got ETH out the arsehole by all means let's all buy our stuff but I don't think it's if you're just going to buy your friend's stuff all the time no one's going to learn anything no ETH actually gets entered within the ecosystem so I've been quite aware of that I've supported when I can but I'd much rather send a friend money to help them mint or help them time-wise to promote something. I'd much rather do that than just buy something and no one's learned anything. So as far as ETH collecting, very little, but um, Hen, yeah, I love, like, you can't not go on Hen and spend a couple hundred tears. You can't, like, you just can't not do it because there's so many talented artists on there that are just killing it. And with my imposter syndrome, I, I just feel like, oh, fuck, man. I've been so lucky. I've got to, I've got to try and give back if I can. Yeah, I, th- I think you've... Uh kind of convinced me to hop over there and check it out. I haven't set up a Tez wallet or anything. No, like man, that. you have to, you have to. I think, I think all fine art, one of ones uh, and editions will move to Hen within the next couple of months. Like last weekend, I did a thing called Nifty on a Budget. Well, we went away and I, had, I only had my phone and they were doing um, Hen 10,000. And I was like, right, I want to jump on this because a bit of ego, there was like um, seeing who could sell the most editions within 24 hours. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it, let's do it. So I did one. Uh, I minted it and I was like, there's a there's a joke online that I can't tell time. So I was like, oh, I'll yeah. play with this. Rather than 24 hours, let, I just put a tweet out saying, was it 24 hours or 24 minutes? So um <laughs> I put that out there. And within 24 minutes, I think 300 and something had like been minted. So I stopped that when I finally found an internet connection. I managed to stop that. And then everyone was like, oh shit, eight minutes, uh, 24 minutes, that's not enough. That's not enough. So then straight after I went back in with another one and I minted that one for eight minutes. And that one sold 450. And then they pulled that. And like by this point, I was getting messages saying, get eight drops. What the fuck? What the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. And I was, we were on holiday at the time and there was nothing to do. I was bored out my nuts. So I was like, fuck it, let's hit me with one more. But this time I'm gonna do the full 24 hours because I reckon I could do, I reckon I could do this. So I minted one. And then within 10 minutes, it was at like 400 or something. And it just went mad and mad and mad. And then I was thinking, this is really going to fuck up my floor if if <laughs> anyone can just grab um, a kid eight piece for X amount. Like, this isn't good for my other ones because my resale on Hen, my Genesis piece, I minted for eight. The resale is currently at over 350 and it's had a couple of resales. So if I'm trying to give collectors value, that's the model I'm trying to stay with. Like, I've got to put my ego in check. So the last mint, I managed to stop, bang on 30 minutes and it minted over 900. So I was like, damn, fuck, man. Yeah, so I was like, part of me, that was enough for me to know I could have had the record, but I did the right thing. I've actually started buying some back to burn because I don't want 900 of anything out in the world. I don't think that's good for, uh, 
I think it's good for people to own your art if they want it, but I don't think 900 is a good look um, of anything really, because it just waters down, um, it, just, it just waters down the supply, in my opinion. Yeah, scarcity-wise, yeah. like that's what we've yeah. heard from a lot of people. They're trying to keep it tight, and you know, it's good to have open editions at one point to you know get a good collector base, and then after that, you know, rewarding those collectors by keeping it scarce. So I think that's I was drunk as well. I, I just got out of the hospital, <laughs> and I had a bottle of wine, and I was like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." But yeah, it's um, that's why you couldn't Hen, go. Back. I love Hen. I love Hen. The, the, any artist, if you're struggling on Ethereum right now, come over to Hen. Uh, it might not be straight away that you start making sales, but you will make sales. There's no two ways about it. You'll make sales and um, the community is there. So it's it's game changing. That was the other thing I meant to ask was the, the Kid 8 verse time. So I can confirm that you can at least tell time because you were right on time. Yeah, man. I was here speeding. today. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think we can debunk that, but um, I, I don't know. I just wanted to ask you if you could tell time. Um, I know when the big hand goes to the top, that means the little hand moves one. So, yeah, <laughs> I have my nice. son help me. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> me at the moment. That's awesome. <laughs> What's up next? Some questions? Yeah, yeah, please. So you two are both like big, like nifty collectors. You both collected stuff from nifty. How do you feel about the current state of nifty with certain collectors saying they won't buy from there and just like the overall... There's been controversy. Like I've been quite candid with you today. Like, how would you, how do you both feel about it? Yeah. So I, I think that it was rough for a long time. I think they're making strides to like make things better on Nifty Gateway. I don't think they're hundred percent there yet. Um, you know, they've definitely cut back on how many drops they do every week um, for some weeks. And then some weeks they forget that they are supposed to do that. And then you'll see a bunch of people again, but I think there could be better curation uh, I think the price points are looking better. I mean, back in March, you know, we're dropping open editions for 1500 USD. And it was like, what are we doing? Um, I think it's looking up. It's getting better. But like, I'm definitely looking at other platforms to collect on for sure. I think yeah. Nifty is just easier because you don't have to use crypto to buy it. So I'm not like a crypto native person. So mm. um, I don't keep a lot of ETH around, especially like, I don't know, I got burnt in the last drop. So it's like... Uh, you know, I think things could be better. That's for sure. Yeah. I just think it's like the easiest entry for people, but then they have the, like, it's the easiest, like manipulatable, if that's a word, like type of platform. Um, mm. Cause they say they want to change. You never see the change. It's the same, pro like a lot of the same problems from like January. Right. Like I remember I hit them up. They were, they're responsive. They're a responsive group, but like, I, I had a problem with them minting one open edition at a time. So like secondary sales open, right. And, and people are flipping early mints because they already have them. Um, I'm waiting 48 hours for, for something to hit my, my profile. And in that time, like, like I was thinking, okay, let me use these as like flippable assets. Like it was a platform that I thought you could manipulate yourself, but then in the end, it, it, you just kind of get like stuck in a loop. Um, mm -hmm. I think they fucked over a lot of people with the influx over that time period when it started flowing. Um, I think they, the, the artists that were early in there, um, you know, like, like slime, for example, selling pieces at 40 bucks and 69 cents. Like you see that those resales popping off and, um, I think that, like that stuff's warranted, but you've seen that settle. Um, 
So I don't know. It's like a love hate thing for me because like, um, you know, that's where everything started, at least for me in terms of entering and, and collecting some of the stuff I have. And um, it's put me in a spot where like uh, now we're, you know, very much so collecting on a budget. So it's like, mm. pick your spots and, you know, my thoughts, where can I, sec- now I'm thinking, where can we secure our, our assets that we bought there? Um, yeah. It's not a place, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling it because my, my, you know, my, my, my assets are there, but um, I mean, it's put me off pretty decent over the last few months, just from seeing the, uh, the influx from the main team. And then, I mean, the whales are the whales, uh, like that's money that I couldn't even fathom. So it's just mm-hmm. like, whatever the fuck you want to do guys, you can do whatever you want. So. Yeah. The uh, one of ones on there are not for us. Like we're not going to be able to afford yeah. one of ones on nifty gateway. There's no shot. Uh, my only one of ones on foundation, um, you know, and I, and I'll buy stuff on other chains as well. Like I've tried out polygon, like the Matic stuff. And I got one off of there and I am definitely open to him. It's a lot more affordable, I think for yeah. you know where our, our price points are nifty gateway. Like, like Larry was saying, was kind of like a vehicle in the beginning that allowed us to, since we were kind of, I call it early, but like October, November timeframe, we could buy things flip them and then reinvest the money back into other things that we like and kind of amassed a collection from there. I think between us, we probably have almost a hundred across like all of our profiles and open C and all that. Um, but that would have been possible without like the, the speculation that was happening early on, but we've totally changed our mindset around like buying to flip. It's more like you just buy what you like at this point and like yeah. collect either collectibles or art. I'm more on the art side. Like the collectibles don't, get me going as much because i i enjoy the art aspect of it even if it is a collectible i'm looking at like how well the art was done and that's that's what brings me to your stuff it's like i resonate with the art style more than anything thank you yeah thank you can i just say when you both speak about that you look very sad like are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> i mean so i, I we had pieces Genuinely, that I you were tell <laughs> all right bro sad. so think of this i i i, I bought i bought uh, and into the ether, Beeple, right when it dropped, nine hundred ninety-nine bucks, whatever it was. First resale, three grand, pumped. Yeah, so gassed. He sold one of uh, last stand from of Mike's. He sold it for sixty-nine bucks after buying it for forty bucks. Uh, Mad Dog, I had a Mad Dog ideas of the currency, traded that away. Those were selling for over a hundred k. So like, I we've have, made missteps the whole way. We fucked up yeah. so many times. Like I'm holding. I'm holding a few one of ones because I bought them early to where I could afford them. Um, and from people that I, that I know. Right. So I know what's behind it and I know, I know what the like outlook is. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's like, it's been frustrating, but I, I'm honestly so happy to just be doing it because I couldn't have even imagined like, yeah, I collect fucking JPEGs on the internet, in Colorado, <laughs> yeah, what, but it is. What a time to be alive. Yeah, for real. But it only this is only going to happen once, right? Like that boom yeah, in, in like where the entry point is, like that's marked in time. So at least I'm glad I'm glad I was there. Can you see it coming back as a platform, like as a forefront? I think there need to be some major like leadership changes. I think their vision of getting a billion people to be buying and selling NFTs is. A stretch goal to say the the least. I hate hearing that, bro. I hate hearing that. (laughs) That's not, that shouldn't be the focus. It should be on art. Like if you're an art curation platform, I don't want to see a DJ drop 
every week. That's like <laughs> low effort. And, you know, it's just, it's the cash grabbiness of all of it is just so in your face and to yeah. mask it behind like, Oh, it's this art that we found that we really like. It's like, no, these people came to you with an opportunity to make a lot of money and just call. Are they, making, are they genuinely making a lot of money though? Cause I can't understand these cash grabs. It's somewhat similar on rareable. Like I had to fight my way to get to the front page. And even on the day of the drop, they'd move me back five so they could put um, like, I think a Jay-Z photographer's drop and Floyd Mayweather's second drop. Like nobody's buying these. Who the fuck are buying these drops that they get prioritized over people that might make less in the short term, but in the long term, the trajectory is going to go. Like, I don't understand the short sightedness. I mean, are they genuinely making that much money that they don't fucking care about collectors and artists? I just, I, I'm, I can't fathom it. I, I just, same with Super Rare, man. Fuck Super Rare, man. Why do you, I don't understand. I can't understand how you can gatekeep and then make bad decisions constantly. Like, if you're going to gatekeep and you're going to make, you're going to make these um, platforms harder to get on, you've got to do a good job. You can't, I, oh man, I'm, I'm not frustrated. I'm over the moon. Can you not tell how happy I am? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you peaked know, last night. <laughs> it's like, I, can't, I literally care about NFTs so much and the landscape that it's like, you wouldn't let a child keep making these many mistakes. Like someone, someone needs to fucking tell someone like, come on, man. Like we're all in this together. I'm getting canceled after this. Definitely. No. I'm blackballed. No Bro, like, like this has been the wild West. Like every, like people need to hear people's opinions. So uh, like, like it, it, everything's an open dialogue. And, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of frustration out there and mm. you for sure not the only one. So, uh, Good. I mean, I'm, I, I'm quite happy, really. Like, like I say, I'm killing it right now. So I've got no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is we'll call this the tongue in cheek episode. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is. We're kind of stuck with what we have. And, you know, maybe there'll be another platform that comes along and wipes all of these off the planet. We just aren't sure yet. Like Mark no Cubans didn't do it. Yeah, man, we don't need any more platforms. No, I agree. Sure like, <laughs> you see, like crypto.com, like the Mark Cuban. Oh, man, yeah. One. So that, that's the biggest scam. Like, they, they, so they messaged me to do, I won't say scam, fuck. But anyway, they messaged me to do a drop there. And I, I looked into it. You can't transfer off chain. Um, it's like the, the auctions are like an eBay auction or something, like, where there's no time. Extended. A lot of people are getting fucked over it. But it's like, I, I don't think there needs to be any more of these platforms that are just in it to make money like there's going to be enough money and value long term for this to sustain itself can we all stop trying to look in the macro like to to tie tie off your the the super nifty discussion too you nailed it i think earlier from this conversation in saying that they're like the big record labels now Um, yeah i haven't i haven't looked at them like that but like seeing like nifty as like a more commercial um type of site and seeing how that developed and and just kind of just like dude what the fuck are you doing putting out so many drops like it was Mm. good it was good from like a a curation perspective at one point where like you had to look ahead and you had to like and you were waiting for drops never mind getting like four in one night yeah so the uh the label aspect i think is the best way to put it um, and not doing a good job of it either, because like when you have that many people on one day, you don't get to tell the artist's story in the way that you should. And I feel like if they made every drop more of an event to really mm. tell the story of the art, it would drive the context and like 
pique the collector's interest in a new way to think about art the way they should be thinking about it, not really as purely an investment, but buying things you resonate with and like mm-hmm. understanding where the artist is coming from. And that's kind of the why we have this podcast is to kind of get the story out there and bring more attention to the background of the art. And I don't know, I just... We'll see. I agree we'll see with that. I agree with that. But I'm going to give you another hot take now. I think there's a big, big, a lot of artists that got nifty um, drops that didn't deserve them, who haven't got a story or even any narrative in their art. So it's sort of you. It's hard to say, but like a lot of people took the piss early on, and they're not here now. And they mm-hmm. like yeah. Let, let's say. Um, yeah, you're on a night where there's four big drops. How do I stand out? You've got the opportunity of a lifetime. It's your fucking job to make sure that this doesn't flop. Yep. And you can't be blaming, you can't blame the platform. Like if I got a nifty drop during that time, it'd have been, I'd have been gone, man. Do you know what I mean? Look what I've done in this position with literally everybody telling me no. Like there are artists and there are individuals that are going to stand out. And it's just a shame that these platforms can't tell and um, it's just fucking. I'm not. I'm not frustrated. Who said I'm frustrated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're over the moon, bro. I, I I think where it's gonna go is people are going to build their fan base either on Twitter or on Rarible, Hen, wherever they get their Only initial. Fans. Yeah, they're yeah. they need a fan base, right? Yeah, own fans. Yeah, hub, <laughs> wherever you build your fan base, and then I think people are gonna start minting their own contracts, and I think that's the natural way to go is to cut the platform yeah. out. This. This whole thing was talking about cutting out the middleman, and we've placed a middleman right in the mix. It's like exactly, yeah, yeah. Let's get it straight from artists to collectors. I don't need Nifty Gateway Omnibus listed on all my contracts. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, so I think that's where we're gonna head. I'd like to see it go that way. I mean, we were talking about how nice it would be to have an interface like a website where you connect to your wallets and you can display your collection you can sell them from your own website if you want Maybe okay yeah, yeah, yeah. open c backend or something but really it's for displaying like say you have a tv you could pull up that website or have an app and like cast your whole collection to a television as a display until they get the display technology to where it's more affordable for regular collectors to have that on their wall mm-hmm. but it's it sucks that you have to go to all these different platforms and like that's where this collection is and this collection is or you have to pull yeah. them all out of there and put them in open c to have them all together and I don't know. There's there's a lot of improvements that are I'm guessing are on the way. I mean, we're we're still pretty early. I hope. Uh, have you tried try Showtime? I have, and they don't have Nifty Gateway, which is where most most of our oh, shit is. So okay, that's fair enough, fair enough. they do have the Hen now though. They do. Okay. They do have Hen. Yeah. And apparently, OpenSea is going to implement Hen collections as well soon. So cross chain. Yeah. Hen, Hen's yeah. the future. Hen, Hen is the future of art for the majority of artists, unless you are an elite. Uh, like a blue chip or whatever. I, I can't see, I can't see anyone really making, unless it's like, what if, I'm going to say, fuck it, there's sugar daddies. This, this, there's a bizarre, there's a bizarre set of sugar daddies buying stuff. And it, I find it funny because I'm doing okay at the moment, but there's so much frustration amongst uh, men, young men in the NFT community behind closed doors. It's really toxic. But, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would have agreed with that sentence until you just like said it, but um like the the majority of the artists will be there because that's where they'll have to be and that's mm. where, where they'll be able to exist. So I, that, that makes sense. That kind of just hit me. And I mean, the price points are better too. I mean, yeah. 
And there's like, what are the environmental concerns or whatever? Is that like kind of negated with Tez? I think that's fud. Like I'm on him, but that's not one of the reasons. I think that's a bit fud. Like you can't, you can't be a crypto native and believe in crypto. And, but the, the energy use is going to put you off. It's like, you can't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Fucking it's like, man. what are we talking about? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. It's, uh, that's another thing. Like, pick a fight, pick a fight. Like, there's, right. there's worse things going on in the world. If you're that bothered, don't just don't <laughs> do it at all. Right? Just don't buy it. It's not for you. Then. Yeah, 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 don't buy it. Don't have a computer. Go. Like, I mean, as far as if I'm going to say about offsetting my carbon or whatever, I mean, we grow our own veg. We've got chickens. I've got a hybrid car. Like, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like stop eating meat and stop driving your car yeah, and taking exactly. airplanes. Like, like hell, man. Just, you can't moan about like uh, minting something if you spent the last three weeks rendering out something for a client twenty four hours a day or something. Like choose choose a fight, choose a fight. I think some people just like arguing and having hot takes that aren't hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you announce your hot takes. Yeah, well, I, I feel like I've got to give everyone fair warning now because otherwise, yeah, it's just a stream of consciousness more than anything. So yeah, that's the best way know. to put it. Kid eight yeah. stream of consciousness. You, yeah, we, we should get we should get the burner uh, Twitter ready just in case you do get canceled, so we can have that kid eight <laughs> yeah. stream of consciousness. Right, kid nine. Kid. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to buy one of my own evils and start like a like a proper shit posting account, but like <laughs> I've told everyone now, so it'd be obviously it was me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come up with the name Kid Eight? It's weird. So I, I've had the name for well over twenty years. It was it, so I used to do graffiti, um, and I used to write Tome, which was like um, T O M E. It was a mix of my real name, something else, something else. But I used to, when you do graffiti, a lot of graffiti writers would write the name and then one or two or whatever after it to indicate which one they are. Back in the eighties, that was more. But eight was my favorite number at the time, so I used to write Tome Eight. But Tome sounded weird. And the area I live, like the vernacular for friend, like my mate, you might say kid, like our kid, this kid, whatever. So he's like kid eight. And I was a massive, like I've played basketball most of my life. Kobe was a massive um, inspiration for me when I was like 15, 16. So I was like, oh, fuck it, kid eight, it's got some meaning. It's got the infinity sign, sounds cool. I'm now like 32 years old and people are still calling me kid. So <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But I can't really, I can't change it now. Um, I mean, we have that in common though we're uh over in massachusetts like near boston and that's what i mean it's like what's up kid yeah stupid wicked all that, yeah all that shit. <laughs> yeah 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 kid spelled k-e-h-d yeah kid yeah kid okay okay cool cool yeah i mean that is just, that's as deep as it goes really it's stupid i wish i could change it fuck <laughs> <laughs> well, man awesome well this has been fantastic dude i'm glad we got a chance to sit down and I can't remember now, like how we how we got connected. I, it might have been the it was Bill, Bill, Ellis. Bill. Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah, I've got to say, thank you so much for Bill, man. Like Bill with the big dick energy. I can't believe you shouted me out. Like I really appreciate him. He's a, he's he's a hero. Like he is really a sound guy. I can't believe I was even on his radar. So to see the shout out and the sort of weird friendship relationship we've built since then, like, I'm, I'm over the moon. He is a really cool guy. Like he is. I'd go to bat for him. And I'm so glad he found his puffins. Like, come yeah, on. Bro. Billy clicks out there. Snap her away. <laughs> it is funny that it, you see, like, I, I am happy that he found it. Like you said, it feels weird to feel happy for someone for getting, for finding puffins, but that was. He wanted them. Yeah. He wanted them. He got yeah, them. Yeah, man. He fought for them. Yeah, man. He, he deserves every single puffin photo he's ever going to look at her again. 
Bro, I love the one with the fish in its mouth, though. Was- there are nice pictures. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's so living in the dream world, though, isn't he? Like, he's, that's not the real, real world. Wait, he hasn't got any kids yet. That's the thing. Wait till he has kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no more photos. <laughs> no, man. There's Good no more one. fun. There's just That's it now, mate. Down. <laughs> All right, well, the DGENs out there can look forward to uh, possibly a, a third series down the road, and then realm.art. Is that the other place? Yeah, we'll be on th- that'll be – I don't even know if I'm allowed to announce that yet, but, yeah, let, let it fly. That's that. I'm doing um, – I'm going to do just some hen drops in the meantime, but the next thing, I'm getting merch out for nice. like, current Devil holders next month. So that'll be the masks, the T-shirts, hoodies, all of that sort of stuff. But I'm just having fun, man. Like I wake up every day and every day is something new. And with how fast the crypto space moves, like you can't plan for the future. No. Like, you, you, like a week is like a two months in normal time. The last six months has been fucking nuts. And I've only come into my own in the last two months, really. So I'm excited. I'm excited for um, my war with Super Rare to come to an end when they finally onboard me. I'm excited about bringing Nifty back to the place where it should be. Do you know, I'm the great savior. That's what they call me. <laughs> Love it. The hero we need. Yeah, not the one we deserve, <laughs> the, the one we need. Exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then Denzel's the scarecrow. <laughs> that guy, man, that guy, man, he's fucking nuts. But yeah, I, 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 thank you to everyone that like showed up for the, the collection, like jumped in the Discord. Like the banter in that Discord is nuts. Like, genuinely i feel weak some of the jokes in there sometimes like <laughs> fucking insane but yeah it's it's a good it's a good crack and um yeah man thanks for having me on guys because I, I know for a fact i'm like the most sorry the least known artist if you want to call me that of anyone you've had on and like when i was listening back to some of your episodes i was like fucking hell man these are all legit guys and they're having me on and then when you cancelled i thought <laughs> oh fuck they've seen through it they've seen through it i'm done <laughs> no, we're just taking a break for a little bit. No, we're we're back on it. We're actually we'll release this on uh, July fifth. Okay, cool. So you're actually going to be kicking off season two. So we have go, uh, two best of uh, episodes coming out Monday and Thursday next week. So it'll be like a compilation of the first season, and you'll kick off season two. It's only right. Let's do it. Exactly. Do it. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> no, All right, kid. Now about a right good time. Thank you. Yeah, we'll catch you later, friend. Great to meet yeah, you. Bro. Take care, boys. See ya. Later. Bye. Damn, that's nifty.